the Bible Study Podcast, Episode 32. Today, the Bible Study Podcast looks at the Ten Commandments. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. For those of you who've been listening to the show, we've been studying the book of Exodus, and this study will continue here in Exodus 20 today. But before we read Exodus 20 and the Ten Commandments, let's put this in context, because I think if you asked a lot of people what the Ten Commandments are, they'd at least be able to name one or two of them, the thou shalt not murder and thou shalt not kill. But why are there Ten Commandments, or why were these given to the people of Israel at the time, or what was God about here? So let's go back up a bit here for those of you who may not have been around, or who may have forgotten since last week. But the book of Exodus here is dealing with God bringing out from slavery in Egypt the people of Israel. And so when he finds them, they are slaves in Egypt. There are a number of people, but they're not a nation. They don't have a particular identity other than Egyptian slaves. So God brings them out of Egypt with the plagues and such that he sends Egypt to show his mighty power and to convince the Egyptians to let them go. He saves them through the Red Sea and again delivers them using his mighty hand. He is patient with them and provides them food and provides them water all the time they complain. And then finally, at this point in the story, he brings them to Mount Sinai and there he's going to start to deliver them the law. And the first part of this law is the Ten Commandments. And when we say the law, I think a lot of us look at the Ten Commandments just that way. This is a series of things that you shouldn't do. This is a series of rules. And it is. But why is God giving them rules in the first place? Well, the first answer is they don't have any. They're trying to become a nation, and in the process of turning them into a nation, he's going to set up a number of things for them. He's going to order their society and take them from this rabble crowd and make them a new nation. And one of the things that they need is they need some guidelines. They need some rules in terms of what things they should and shouldn't do. Okay, let's look at what the first set he gives them are. Here from Exodus 20. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to the a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God, and on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, or his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor." 
The first obvious thing is that these commandments break into two groups. The first one's having to do with our relationship with God, and the second one's having to do with our relationship with each other. So the first one's being, I'm the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me or besides me. It talks about idols, it talks about God being a jealous God, it talks about not misusing his name, and then it also talks about the Sabbath day. And then the second set, in terms of how we deal with each other, talks about our mothers and fathers and honoring them, murder, adultery, stealing, giving false testimony, and a whole lot of coveting. Okay. So, the first obvious thing is God cares about our relationship with him, and he cares about our relationships with each other. And that these two relationships are important to who he's trying to make these people into. Now, later on in Matthew, in Matthew 22, Jesus will say that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And that this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. So he, again, breaks it down into two basic sets. But this set that God is giving them at this time is not the same. For one thing, it's more of a don't do these things rather than what you should do. Well, why not? Why not just jump to what Jesus is saying? Doesn't what Jesus is saying cover all of this? And I think it does. Basically, I think what Jesus is saying is where God wants to get the people of Israel to. But that's not where he's starting. This is almost like the teacher who walks into the rowdy classroom on the first day. And while there are many things that the teacher wants to teach, where the teacher starts with is just gaining some sense of order. Just at least establishing authority in the classroom and saying, these are the rules. And this is what God is doing here with the people of Israel, is to start with, I've got all sorts of things I want to teach you, but to start with, let's at least not kill each other. It it sounds like the mother talking to to her kids, I know I'd like you to be good to each other, but at least don't kill each other. And I think that the Ten Commandments, we look at this sometimes and we think that this is God's law. I think this is just the start of it. I think this is God saying, I want you to treat each other well. I want you to love each other. I want you to love me with your whole heart and mind and strength. But at least don't kill each other and don't use the name of the Lord in vain. Just let's start with some basic guidelines. Which brings me back, I think, to the question of, and why did God need to give them rules at all? And I think the reason that God gave them these commandments is he knows us. He knows what we are like and knows the way that we would prefer to behave. If you look at especially the second set of laws, they really have to do with don't be so darn selfish. Don't be so selfish that you put yourself above your mother and father. Don't be so ultimately selfish that you care so little about other people that you're willing to kill them to get your way, to get back at them, to get revenge, because they're not like you. Don't be so selfish that you put yourself above the commitments that you've made in marriage. That you put your desires higher than your faithfulness. Don't be so selfish that you have to take from other people. Don't be so selfish that you're willing to lie to get what you need. Don't be so selfish about your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife. Your neighbor has a bunch of stuff. It's your neighbor's. It's not all about you. In fact, your relationship with God is very important. 
You shall have no other gods before me, including you. That the most important thing in your life is not supposed to be you. It's not supposed to be some idol. It's supposed to be God. So I think he knows us. I think he knows that for most of us, it's not that we have a little statue of Baal or an Asherah pole or something in the back room. Most of us, if we have a statue, it's a statue of us. We do idolatry all the time. We put things before God. But usually, if I'm putting something before God, I'm putting me before God. And the reason why God gives us these commandments is I think he knows us. I think he knows that we don't put him first. We don't always even think to put him first. I think he tells us to remember the Sabbath, as Jesus later on says, the Sabbath is made for man and not man for the Sabbath. I think he knows that we don't sometimes have no clue what balance is. We have no clue what it means to, to, to rest, to turn off, to remember God in a busy schedule and a busy life. So why else does God give them these rules? He gives them these rules because if they set up a nation, if they set up a community if they set up relationships with at least with these in mind life will be better he says it explicitly with the honor of your mother and your father and you'll have a long and happy life but in general if you live in a place that follows these guidelines versus living in a place that doesn't life is better God sets up these rules, and we forget this sometimes when we're looking at God's law. We think about all the things that God doesn't want me to do. God doesn't want me to cheat on my wife. Yeah, because it's better. God doesn't want me to steal. Well, yes, because things work better. Relationships aren't broken. God seems to care a lot about when I covet, when I want the things that my neighbor has, probably want them so much that I don't care whether my neighbor has them. Whether that be his ox, his maidservant, his his house, his talents, his abilities. It's better when I can rejoice in what my neighbor has. When I can rejoice in their sound marriage and encourage them. When I can rejoice that things are working out well for my neighbor. When I can rejoice that my neighbor has gifts and abilities that I don't have. This is a community. This is the relationships that God is trying to put in place. And when these are in place, life is better. So why does God give them all these rules? Because he knows what we're like, and he wants the best for us. And that that best starts with, I am the Lord your God, and you'll have no other gods before me. And that following from that, everything is put into order. And with that, we'll wrap up this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any comments on this show, feel free to drop me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, pod show, and limelight. 
This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.